0: Welcome to Boxes and Lines, a different kind of finance podcast from a different kind of stock exchange, featuring IEX founder Ronan Ryan and Chief Market Policy Officer John Ramsey. Now here to give you the straight talk on how the markets really work, it's Ronan and JR.
1: Welcome everybody to episode 68 of Boxes and Lions. Holy
0: shade, episode 68.
1: It's so many. And our special guest today Our special guest is nobody. <laughs> nobody. No one's joining us. Nobody's We're on joining our us. Our own. Not because
2: <laughs> we can't get a good guest. In fact, yeah. we have them lining up. We have them lining down the block. Knocking on the door. Knocking on the door, but we thought it would be nice to take a
1: pause.
2: A bit of a pause. And review our long-storied
1: history of boxes and lines. Maybe we could tell our loyal 11 listeners, all who work
2: <laughs> at IX. There's more <laughs> than that. That is that is not
1: true. Actually, our first two podcasts were just John and I. I know. Spitting out nonsense, right? I know. And um, Do you remember how this started? I don't really remember. Do you remember how it started? I do. Our former CMO, Kate Gunning, said, you guys should do a podcast because oh, the banter right. on the desk is funny. Uh So we went into a little conference room and we had an iPhone recording. We had no friggin' idea what we were doing. No friggin' idea. And everybody's like, oh, that was funny, but you need to work on the sound quality. Mm -hmm. And then we did it again. And everyone's like, that was funny. You need to work on the sound quality, right? (laughs) This sounds like a joke coming up. And then the third one, we Uh had our first guest, Doug Sifu from Virtu. Doug Sifu, who— Dougie Large.
2: Dougie Large. He goes by the name Dougie Large. This is not an uh, eponym that we are giving to him. We're not saying anything,
1: Dougie, about <laughs> being not. large. He was, great. He, yeah, was, he was great. he was
2: great. He was good. Well, he's he was a character. A, he's a character, but he, was, he took it all uh, in stride, in the right spirit. Remember, we did that fun. one in
1: my office, too. Uh, I do. Yeah, I do and that. then I got people going, oh, you should really work on the audio quality. And I know. I, to go, hey. I
2: know. And then we hired this guy, Jake, who's off at Jake— not Jake from State Farm. This is uh, no Jake, Jake wasn't around yet. Engineer, engineer, he wasn't. He came later, yeah. And then he, every time we like get on camera with him, he says, You're coming in a little hot, coming in a little hot. That's the thing that he usually, usually does. Or
1: you tell me I sound tinny. Anyway. You do sound tinny, Jake makes you sound good. I <laughs> you sound <laughs> terrible to me. <laughs> so, we thought what we'd do today, everybody, is take you through some of the highlights of boxes and lines. All eleven of you, please stay on until halfway. There's, there's way more. We have. John's gonna sing a song.
2: We, I'm not gonna sing a song, but we have in no. We have a
1: very large and
2: loyal fan base,
1: uh, and uh, so you shouldn't. You know, you shouldn't diminish them. Never would. So listen, we we kicked this shit off in October of 2019. Right? So it's going on three full years. Yes, September three. actually. September. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it now 9:26. There you go. There you go. You're you're a fountain of knowledge. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, you know, and then it was not that long after we started that we went into uh, Corona virus. <laughs> <laughs> not the beer. That's how they pronounce the it in yeah. Belgium. Uh-huh. Corona. We did <laughs> virus. Uh,
2: it was that yeah. was an odd that was an odd thing because yeah. we kind of like had to immediately shift into doing these things because we had been before we went into. Corona, Bill. We recorded we, these things. We were recording these things as specially designed pod booths, boot. which is actually not much bigger, not really bigger than a phone booth. Not that those exist anymore, but if anybody knows what traditional phone booths is, it's basically that big.
1: Any of our early listeners will remember how we used to just complain about 15 minutes in how fucking hot we got
2: <laughs> and, and sweaty. Yes. And, you know, so that's, I mean, pretty close quarters for people who were sweating profusely. That's because
1: you had the treadmill in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did not have the treadmill. And, but it was kind of sweaty, and um, Eric Stockland, one of our guests uh, who was working here at the time, he got so sweaty, and so uh, it was so steamy, and there was steam that formed on uh, the glass of the pod that he wrote, help me, in reverse on the glass so that um, people on the outside would see it.
1: So we left them in there for six more hours. <laughs> so we
2: left it Fucking in guy now.
1: left IEX. Anyway, so one of our early guests when we were reminiscing was Matt Kenne from T. Rowe Price. He's a great guy. He's a great dude. But do you remember the story he brought out that brought tears
2: to our eyes? I I do remember that about being a Buffalo Bills fan. And it was he had just, like, started at at, at school. He didn't know anybody, and he felt, like, very isolated, and he felt um, that he was, uh, you know, not accepted by other people, and he made friends with somebody. His, like, first friend was a Buffalo Bills fan. Wasn't that yeah. what it was? I yeah. Think,
1: yeah, I think Matt had like a Buffalo Bills sweatshirt on, didn't even know what the fuck it was. And oh, someone came up and right. said, I might be totally fucking Hey, little Matt, story, you're
2: a Bills fan a- too. And he <laughs> said,
1: yes, I am. Oh,
2: there you go. And, and he's then, been a Buffalo Bills fan arena. It was a lovely human interest little vignette.
1: It was actually very good. Put a little tear to my eye.
2: And now he's a grown man living in Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore <laughs> God, in God save. Living in Baltimore and, yes, and, and a vanguard of uh, the by-side, even though he doesn't work at vanguard.
1: And then we did several more of these, and then we fucked off home in March of 2020, and then we decided— Sorry for Chris and John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, I know. That, we
2: well, that we... is also something that we've—I don't think we ever tried really to edit that. I think with Ronan we probably thought, what does, what's the point? Uh, hey. But, yeah, we just basically— from the We beginning, did in one we podcast, it, we had to oh. beep
1: it out. I won't name names. Remember that? Oh, yeah, We had the aggressive— I, I do. I'm like, I couldn't give we, a beep about that. Yeah. <laughs> it made it sound even funnier. Yeah,
2: yeah that was pretty funny because we did have um, one uh, one of our participants who's perhaps not— um, that person individually, but their uh, compliance
1: department uh, was, I guess, a little. Oh, another a little highlight! Stuck I'd, up. I'd, I'd like to uh, highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. That's no, great. I, I, I wrote that down on the whiteboard behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, was before we broke, we had Melissa Hinman from Glen Mead in here. Remember that? I um, do. I do. That remember. was the most fun green room pre and post recording. Yes. But absolutely. I, you know, M- Melissa, obviously, had trader at Glenn Mead, been in the industry. She's a legend f- for a number of years. I thought it was interesting how she told us how there were men in her career who helped elevate her. Because a lot of Wall Street, uh, you know, especially on the trading side, especially on the trading floor where she came up, is predominantly male. Any of you who know Melissa know she can more than handle herself, but I thought that was an impressive story.
2: Yes, I thought it was a very interesting um, kind of insight um, from the standpoint of a professional woman in this um, field who really had to compete And what was at the time that she first started doing it. <laughs> She'll be mad at me, not make her seem older than she is. But very few women, I think it was very, very male dominated, even more than it is now. Um, so I thought that was
1: it's not, that ago, really. it, not
2: that long ago, really. <laughs> it's not that long ago. It's a flesh no, wound. <laughs> absolutely. Really, Melissa, it's all right. We love you.
1: So then, as John would say, we fucked off home in March and we had the idea to try and do this remotely. And many of our podcasts since then, until today, well, now we've done a few in person, But mainly, they've all been done over Zoom. Correct, John? That is correct. But we are,
2: today we're sitting in this... uh, Face-to-face. Not in the face-to-face, not in the pod uh, itself, but in a room that Ronan has personally fitted
1: out with all of his high-tech equipment. He's actually very handy when it comes to um, technology. Thank you, John.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Then we're going to work on our next podcast room. So for those 11 of you out there, if any of you want to be a guest definitely hit us up i know there's more than 11 there's John.
2: way more than Self-deprecation. 11 self deprecation is Talk about 11,000 maybe <laughs> Boom. yeah you should right. say 1100 okay so, what's next yeah. who
1: who else was interesting along so the way remember I think, we had
2: well, one guy yeah. there's this the uh, liquidity guy Lit-quidity, the guy who yeah. is anonymous
1: uh, Have you does, seen how, like, uh, present he is now? He has, like, the— I know, and he's yeah. always, like,
2: wearing some kind of mask.
1: He's got, like, you know— well, that's a, a, the whole point. Well,
2: I know. About, yeah. Well, I know it is, but— uh, He's
1: all over LinkedIn. He has, like, that uh, that daily mailing that doesn't quite get sent out daily. Or We else should get we, him to come in in person and do
2: another one, but, like, with a bag over his head or something. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. And then we can actually broadcast it. I think that would be and then we'll shake too. him down, get his wallet, and, <laughs> and say who he is. <laughs> then, I'm only we'll joking, find,
1: Liquidity. You're we'll welcome back.
2: Right. We'll come back anytime. But well,
1: we also had Arbitrage Andy, who was of the same vein. Is is Arbitrage Andy? He was a he was a fin meme or whatever the fuck this shit yeah, means. Whatever, yes, but like he wasn't. You didn't know uh-huh. who the hell he was, right? I
2: didn't. I had no idea who he was. But he seems to be um, seems to be very popular with many um, in the trading world. Yeah, there's like all of these people who I guess just like you know make a living from. Um, Doing Vim memes and uh, catering to. I, I don't know. Why Why the fuck can we learn how to monetize this this hashtag, uh, Ronan? Why can't we make any money from it? Oh, this it's is awkward. You're not road. getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spotify
1: right. paid me a ton. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Well, I'm definitely missing out. Though. We'll edit this out. Yeah. Oh, and he's crap. So oh, remember <laughs> early on we had Boris, our former co worker Boris. I do remember Show Boris. Show 18. Of yeah. Boris, the loudest man known to—, to One of the—he's
2: one of. The, he's rather flamboyant. He's a lot of fun. He's enjoyable, but he's—yes, uh, he's quite loud.
1: We also had him back on episode 63, and do you remember we asked—like, we ask everybody what their favorite Wall Street movie is? Mm, and Boris went into, like, a seven-minute soliloquy and basically answered it almost word for word the same way as he had fucking two years did, before. It's
2: soliloquy. You say soliloquy? That's how they say it I in like Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> soliloquy. So we had, I mean, one thing I would have to say, we have a lot of guests um, that, you know, are kind of squarely uh, within the trading world, but we have definitely um, expanded our horizons, gone outside our comfort zone. Um, in some cases, we had Henrietta Tres, um, uh speaking about macroeconomics and Halima Croft on the geopolitics of oil both very interesting very intellectual guests you had a little trouble keeping up with both of them I think but we um, but, but I think our listeners probably found
1: it interesting that's special yeah. do you see Halima is fuck you once but uh, <laughs> did you see that <laughs> Halima is on TV almost every day now because of like the whole oil and the whole Russian Ukraine thing. It's pretty crazy.
2: I know. We, I, I think we put her on the map.
1: We might have put her on the map. We might. Boxes that, and lines. I, I think we absolutely should. Forget the fact that she has an amazing job and an MD at RBC. Yeah, but I she think was
2: nothing before she was on boxes, boxes and, and lines. lines. Now yeah. CNBC are calling for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. I just hope people realize the the impact that we have. You had a political um, congressman on here? We did. We had – so we had Jim – well, they, they, by, they tend to be – he's not more political than most congressmen. I'd say in some ways he's probably less than that. But Jim Himes, who is um, – actually knows the trading world himself. He's a very um, smart, very um, uh, cogent, um, articulate uh, guy. And uh, my only worry when we had him on was, please, like, let's keep it together. Try to keep it somewhat clean uh, I think we did okay, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah, he seemed to. I mean, he had kind of like a a, a little bit of a, a a smile on his face. I think he was amused by us, but we we didn't go. Too far outside the bounds, I don't think. No, we have some respect. We had a little bit of respect, don't. but then, but then that was it. Basically, everybody else, uh, we we had no. What sense. was
1: your favorite live broadcast we did? We did a few live ones. You know, we did Ape Nation, Bitcoin, Bull versus Bear. We do. I do remember those. You know, yeah. I really loved the ones. Uh, I I,
2: I love the the Ape one. Um, so with yeah. uh, so we
1: had um Matt Coors and Dave Lauer, Matt
2: Coors right? and Dave Lauer, and um just understanding more about that community and they themselves are both kind of you know personalities and um and fun to talk to um so I thought that was just like a little bit it, it was like a window into a world that we don't really have contact with on a on a regular basis and um and they seem to uh you know they seem to get into the spirit very well
1: yeah and as we're in early September 22 now like last month august the meme frenzy started again so Maybe we'll have the apes. Mm-hmm. Do they still call themselves apes? I don't really see that as much anymore.
2: Well, I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not really tied into the ape community, but I think it's still a term um, yeah. that they use. Okay. I think. I don't know.
1: Very good. Sorry, guys. That's all right.
2: Well, ask yeah. Jake. You
1: know what? I particularly, <laughs> <laughs> I particularly like. We had Mike Green on a couple of times, but we had a Bitcoin bull versus bear. He's bearish on Bitcoin. And Lynn Alden is uh, bullish on Bitcoin. Yeah. I really didn't know what the fuck they were on about, probably 90% of it. And now, like, a year later, as IEX is looking to get involved in digital assets, and we started reading and getting more involved in that space, if you go back and listen to that podcast, you might want to do this, John. um, (laughs) You'll actually understand way more... Because at the time, i was uh-huh. like, oh, OK, they stopped talking. Let me ask them another question because uh-huh. I don't know what they're on about. Yeah. Stored value. No,
2: it was I, I, early on. And I, I think, you know, it was early for almost everybody at this point. All of the, the crypto stuff and the big. Uh, so, yeah, it was like a whole different language. Now we're very much on top of it. Uh, you know, I think we can uh, talk crypto with the best of them.
1: We know it all. And then we st- we did some employee ones, like current employees. So remember we did the one with Ray Gonzalez on starting up the market and mm-hmm. I called him a wrong title about three times in a row. While saying how valuable an employee is, you, you are, Ray, if you're listening to this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. And uh, we did one more recently with Paul Baccio, um, where I made a joke in the middle of the podcast about his being bald, which was— And then I found out that he's— uh, I think uh, he's
1: like a triple black, black belts, and belt, and I think he called something. him a bald bastard so I know, twice. I have been
2: trying to avoid him ever since then in the office. Kind of like, <laughs> if you're listening to this, Paul, I have enormous respect for you. I just hope you'll remember that. Um, Kick his me. ass, Paul. Don't hurt Kick me, his please. ass, he best No. What else have we got on here? Um, well, we got well. We have the Mooch. You can't forget the Mooch. Yeah, the Mooch. So Anthony Scaramucci, and um, we I get big say, names here. Uh, we, yeah, big names. He, he was one of the bigger ones. I have to say, we certainly were more nervous um, uh, about his coming on um, in advance. It was uh, yeah, clearly long after he left the White House and all of that. And Ron is telling you, if, you know, before he ever comes on, that for God's sake, don't ask him about Trump. Don't like get into it. That's not what we were doing in the podcast. I said, I get it. Whatever. He came on. <laughs> From get go, all I wanted to do was talk about Trump. Um, we got down with the uh, the Gen Zers, so Reece Sharma and Brian Hanley, uh, like a completely different. And I think you didn't really know how that was going to go over, like if we were going to be able to relate to these people. And I thought, you know, we can we can get down with the young kids. We can. Uh, I yeah. thought I thought that worked really well, didn't you? I can't remember what we talked about though.
1: That was, are you there, Instagram, episode 54. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know, I don't use any of that social media stuff other than LinkedIn. And then we
2: had another with crypto with Matt Harris. And I think by that point, we felt like we were more up to speed on the crypto stuff. Um, And he certainly is way more knowledgeable than we'll ever be about it. But at least we could hold a conversation with him. That's true. I think he had some. Matt Harris is Bain
1: Capital Ventures, one of our uh, early investors. And a model American. A model American. Model American a very American, smart guy. Great voice. And, deep yeah. voice. Speaking of deep voices. Uh,
2: very deep voice. A Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Olson.
1: Olson. Coming in 60s yes. radio on the ones and twos.
2: <laughs> he does have a perfect mellow yeah. kind of He
1: should fucking record voice. something on Calm, that app. Like a sleep story. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to talk crypto and you can go to sleep with Dave Olson. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: great. Sorry, Dave, if this upsets you. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I I don't think that's insulting. He was great. We also did something completely uh, kind of different around the band. Um, Andy Kaplan, who came on to talk about Hamilton and Burr. Uh, This is the
1: actual historical figures, Alexander Hamilton. Oh, Jamie on our sales team ran that one. Yes, we weren't even part of it. Oh, we
2: weren't even part of it. Oh, were I thought we, we were. Yeah, we no. were part
1: of it. No, we weren't. weren't. We Jamie did it with him. Oh well. Fuck oh, that. you know what we did. We did afterwards. We did an intro, and we went, "Welcome to Boxes and Lines." You did your shit Irish oh, accent. Then we said, oh. "And today we're going to hand off to JMO."
2: It's not a shit. I. It's gotten better over time. I Let's think. hear it. I think give, people, give us your best line. God bless. God bless you all, and welcome to Boxes and Lines. Christ. Okay. Okay. Um. Um. You know, it makes me happy. I think our it's. We've gotten feedback that our listeners like it a lot. So it's one of the things that keeps us going. All 10 of them, all 11. I so, no, uh, never got that feedback. <laughs> anyway, I thought we did Hamilton and Burr. So maybe we didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then— it's all and about we, you. And you can't forget the pepper-eating episode during the middle of the pandemic. Yeah,
1: you know what? You actually, and I never say this, impressed me. You oh. ate six habaneros. Because I ate six habaneros. You know, I never
2: actually told you this, but you know they. So I. They sent
1: you like wax ones, right? You fucking played a joke on me. I
2: was on tonight. They sent whatever they uh, actually the local grocery store had. So I think they were supposed to be habaneros. I don't think they truly were habaneros. Bastard! I
1: was on fire,
2: (laughs) choking, and this guy. He's just chewing away. You know, I tried to uh, feign as much pain as I could. I mean, they were hot, but they were not like uh, total habanero. Oh great! So.
1: I was set up, is what you just I, said. Well, I, I mean, it wasn't my fault. My stomach was killing me for hours. I can imagine. I, I had to drink some it beer. Murder too. If yeah. You can imagine. Oh. Well. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> and then a very recent one. One of oh, my favorite classic, guests of all the, time all
2: the, the, of was time the
1: favorites. very own Eric Rich Counsel. <laughs> I think he should consider calling himself
2: Eric. I think he should at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I called he, him the wrong
1: name several no, times. No, he was and,
2: great, and he was and, and he was the perfect guest for it. Um, So, yeah, he went through Ronan went through the first, like, at least five minutes saying, uh, you know, glad to be talking to our guest here. Uh, Eric has been—Eric has done this, mm-hmm. Eric has done that— you know, and then finally, at the end of all of this, he says, "So, Eric, what would you, how would you explain your business to our guests?" And he said, "Well, he has a British accent." He said, "I, I think I'd start by mentioning my name is Rich."
1: <laughs> it was brilliant. It was awesome. Yeah, fucking guy should change his name to Eric, though. I, st- <laughs> I still think that would be good.
2: He should. So uh, we have a lot. I will say we have uh, a lot of other exciting guests that are lined up. I just want to put a little bit of a teaser out there. Um, So, people should be watching for some of our new guests uh, to come on because I think there's, um, uh, I think
1: people will be excited by some of our incoming guests. I think we might do another podcast and give you guys some market structure shit, but today we just wanted to have a jolly recap down memory lane. A
2: jolly recap, absolutely.
1: So, we ask every guest the the same question. So, we're going to ask John Ramsey this question. Mm. What year were you born, John? No. <laughs> no, what's your middle name? Tell not, me your middle no. name. Okay, no, what's your favorite Wall gonna... Street movie? My
2: favorite Wall Street movie and why? Hmm. Well, this is not actually what I've said on the podcast before. I've said that it's the, uh, you know, Boiler Room or whatever because the SEC guy's running out with. It's not actually that. Um, I would say it has to be The Big Short. Um, both because because it's like a real-life depiction, or at least a depiction of a real-life event. We know some of the people who are... Um, depicted in it, uh, and it feels like it still has relevance
1: to things that are going on today. So, and and it's entertaining. Yeah, it was a good movie. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Great book. Mm-hmm. Um, should I answer mine? Can I answer two?
2: No, Can I give it two. No, you got to pick one. You don't let other people pick. Yeah, pick I do. Two. That
1: fucking baros say the same thing twice. Well,
2: right, what whatever. if I say
1: two things only once? All right,
2: whatever. You tell me.
1: No, because what I'll,
2: so. What is it? Just tell me
1: trying to pick one that wasn't picked before but I think someone else said it, it was uh, Rogue Trader about Rogue the Trader. Barings Bank guy in Singapore who took down the bank uh, because the oh, risk right. officer yes. it was Nick somebody
2: mentioned that and I was yeah. going to try to it's, rent it it's, it's on good movie or whatever
1: I have it on DVD if you still have a DVD player I don't even know if I have a DVD player but I do have it does anybody have a DVD player uh, anymore God, I don't, I don't knows. know it's really good Rogue the, Trader Rogue Trader hmm. and it's the guy what, is it Nick Leeson Oh, that was his mm-hmm. real name. No, Ewan McGregor plays him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really good, and seemingly a true story. And he there almost are. got sentenced to like 14 years in prison for mooning someone in a bar in Singapore. Like the laws over there are just crazy for exposure or something. God, I guess so. Yep. Yeah. So don't about. moon anybody in a bar <laughs> in Singapore if you if you imagine. have a predisposition. A
2: good thing you've never been to Singapore. Moon in 20 years, by the Now,
1: yeah, I'd be screwed. You get in trouble for <laughs> chewing gum or something. The other one, it's not, a, it's not technically a Wall Street movie. <laughs> people, <man. laughs> Did I do wrong? <laughs> was, uh, what's it called? Glengarry Glen Ross, which was about like insurance sales, which is a uh-huh. financial instrument. But the reason I like it is it reminded me of my days back in vendor sales when I was selling technology. And um, all the sales rep loved the movie because there was a famous quote. It was like Alec Baldwin. He goes, hey, as you all know, there was a sales competition The first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Do you guys know what the second prize is? And they're like, no. No, tell me, Alec. A set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. Coffee is for closers. Anyway, we used to always go, you'll get a set of steak knives. That was a a longstanding joke. So I'm going to make that a Wall Street movie.
2: That's great. Well, I have to say... Those are more interesting and introspective choices than I might have expected.
1: Well, I kind of, of expected this question will get asked, <laughs> as did <laughs> you, and still I gave a it. shit answer. <laughs>
2: That's not—I gave a perfectly good answer, perfectly— Tell s- us why you like Boiler Room. Well, I mean, the reason I always said I like Boiler Room is they got the scene at the end when the SEC— and this is like when I was working at the SEC, I think is when I saw it. Um, you, you worked might at the SEC? Yes, and I did. I, yes, I worked at acting director of trading and markets there for a while i don't know if i've let that slip before but um but i did do that and um while i was there i watched that show and um at the end there's all of these sec guys that you know kind of with the vice squad uh windbreakers say you know
1: big is that SEC enforcement?
2: yeah they come out with their guns drawn you know is there like, such a
1: thing as that i know they don't have guns at the sec but do they have windbreakers for like I had one when? for a while. Actually, I don't know what happened serious? to it. I absolutely did. I think that they sort it sold and of— And was yours for fashion, or did they—oh, they made it after the movie. Is, but, like, did they no, have it like when they did SEC. investigations? We had
2: a, I don't know if they still have it. We had a, a gift uh, uh, a gift, uh, shop at the SEC where you could get all kinds no, of stuff. No, but swag. I mean, do
1: they actually, like, kick down doors of hedge funds and glitter no, rooms back not. in the day? No,
2: because, you know, the SEC doesn't have any criminal authority. So, they it's all civil. So, it's all much more. So,
1: that we can we can reenact
2: team. it here if you want. We'll get you I, the, the, get the your socks. raincoat, good, like <laughs> tape on the back of it. Well, I'm not giving you a gun. That's for sure. <laughs> so, do we get socks for coming on? Yeah, this episode again. Yeah, you get to wear
1: the socks you already own. Because <laughs> get your very, no one leaves here with nothing. I guess boxes and lines, socks. I guess that's right. <clears throat> it wouldn't be a podcast if John didn't cough into his <laughs> hand, beat the table. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed listening to John and I. (laughs) If you're still listening. It's been a wonderful 68 episodes, and I can't
2: wait for the... We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate all of you, all 11,000 of you, and um, please... You know, send us your thoughts and your prayers. (laughs) Give us your ideas for other episodes that we should do in the future. Uh, We value you. We treasure you. We love
0: you.
1: If anybody wants to hire John Ramsey, (laughs) let me know. God bless you. Have a pleasant evening. Over and out.
0: Over and out. Boxes and Lines is a podcast from IEX Exchange. It is hosted by Ronan Ryan and John Ramsey. Executive produced by Sarah Forster with support from Benstown. For more information and to hear more episodes, go to iexexchange.io podcast. Thank you for listening to Boxes and Lines. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational and educational purposes only. And IEX Group Incorporated and its affiliates do not make any representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. Nothing in this podcast constitutes a solicitation or offer to buy or sell any securities or provide any investment advice or service. Some portions of the preceding conversation may have been edited for length or clarity. Copyright IEX Group Incorporated. All rights reserved.